0: Help your friends sleep melanate in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a 5-star rating and review. Tonight, we will be reading Paper Heart, written by Keisha Urban. Tune in to Paper Heart Chapter 1 to hear more about the author and a summary of the story. On the last episode, Knight finds out that he's going to be a daddy, and we find out that Yaya has been messing with murder. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. Anything but us is who we are. Kanye West featuring John Legend, Blame Game. Chapter 22 Scotland and Knight tried to go on as if things were still normal between them, but it wasn't. Things had drastically changed. The closeness they once shared was fading away with each day that passed. She no longer looked at him the same. All she saw was a man she wanted to give her all to, but couldn't. She felt stupid for thinking that their love affair would stand the test of time. From day one, the universe was against them. Maybe she should have listened when Yan and Lennon said it wouldn't last. They obviously saw a flaw in the relationship that she didn't. The only thing Scotland knew for sure was that they couldn't continue on pretending that everything was all right. Things between them had changed drastically. Her heart broke every time the word baby was mentioned. Whenever she saw a baby commercial or an ad in a magazine, she got upset. How was she supposed to deal with knowing that he and Leonard would have their own little family? She figured it was God's way of punishing her for messing with a man who had a woman. Scotland had selfishly placed her wants and needs in front of what was right. Now she was suffering the consequences of her actions. But what was she supposed to do when everything about her and Knight said they were meant to be? Being with him felt too good to let go. She had to make a decision about their future sooner than later because she couldn't keep the secret that murder was her ex much longer. The only reason she hadn't spoke up yet is because she knew that Knight would give up on them too as soon as he found out. Scotland wasn't ready for that, so she kept silent and quietly worked through her fears. That day, she and Knight paced the aisles at Target. Normally during that time of year, Scotland was full of the Christmas spirit, but not this year. She felt like the walking dead. She pretended like she was having the time of her life while they searched for gifts for his nieces and nephew. She must have been doing a great job at it because he seemed to believe her act. They had two carts full of toys and clothes. Scotland couldn't help but think that the following Christmas they'd be picking out gifts for his son or daughter. What you think about this? Knight held up a toy gun. For who? Your nephew? Duh, Knight answered. Hold up. He stopped to check his phone. He just received a text message. Knight read the message and groaned. Who is that? Scotland asked, wondering what his problem was. Lennon. She's got a doctor's appointment next week and want me to go with her. Scotland inhaled deep and rolled her eyes. You gonna go? She questioned, picking up a John Cena action figure. Yeah. Knight placed his phone back inside his coat pocket Scotland turned her back and shook her head She was already starting to feel like an outsider She needed their shopping excursion to be over ASAP Now, back to this gun Knight tried to change the subject You think I should get this for my nephew? I personally don't think kids should play with toy guns But that's just me Do what you want to do though That's what you're going to do anyway Scotland quipped, not in the mood to shop anymore. What's that supposed to mean? Knight shot angrily. I played with toy guns all the time when I was a kid and look how I turned out. Exactly, Scotland said sarcastically as her phone rang. Hold up, I have a phone call on my own to take, she shot with an attitude, walking away. Hello? Scotland, how are you? Mrs. Fraser asked cheerfully. I'm good, how are you? Scotland smiled, happy to hear from her. She hadn't talked to Mrs. Fraser in a minute. Remember, you don't work for me anymore. Call me Maggie, Maggie insisted. How are you, Maggie? Scotland giggled. As good as I can be, I guess, she sighed. Scotland could hear the uneasiness in her voice. Mr. Fraser must have still been up to no good. What's going on? How are the kids? I miss them so much. Busy asks about you every day. They like their new nanny, but she's no you. Oh, Scotland poked out her bottom lip. Tell her I said hi. We need to get together for lunch or something so I can see them. I have an even better idea. You know, next month is Liam's birthday. He'll be turning three. We really want you to be there when he celebrates his birthday. You mean you and the kids want me there?" "I know damn well Mr. Fraser doesn't want to see my face, and you know I don't want to see his," Scotland said with a laugh. "I don't care what Paul wants. I want you there. It wouldn't be the same without you, your family." Scotland smiled at the notion. It was sweet of Maggie to see her that way. Scotland felt appreciated. I'm sending out invitations soon, so I wanted to make sure you'll be on the list of invites. Sure, I'll stop by for a minute, Scotland replied. For Busy and Liam, she tolerates seeing Mr. Fraser's smug face for a few hours. Oh, thank you, thank you, Maggie said with glee. The kids are going to be so happy. Oh, and I heard about you and Knight becoming a couple. Congratulations, girl. He's a good guy. Scotland gazed over her shoulder at him. Yeah, he is. You think Knight would want to come? The kids really like him. Only if I come. Okay, well, be looking for your invitation in the mail. It'll be addressed to you and Knight. I look forward to seeing you, Scotty. Me too, Maggie. Scotland ended the call. That was Maggie, Paul's wife? Knight questioned ear hustling. Yeah, she was calling to invite us to Liam's birthday party next month. You gonna go? Knight responded. Yeah, but I'm not gonna stay long. The only reason I'm going is because I miss the kids. Speaking of kids, let's go over into the baby section. Knight pushed a cart in that direction. For what? Scotland turned up her face. So we can look at some stuff for the baby. He signaled for her to come on. What would possibly make you think that I would want to go look at baby stuff with you for a baby that ain't mine? Do you know how fucking insensitive that is to me? She asked heated. I thought we got past all that. Knight sighed annoyed. Just because I haven't left yet don't mean shit. My feelings still remain the same. Scotland made clear. I know it's fucked up, but it is what it is. Lennon is pregnant and the baby is mine. I'ma be in my kid's life, so you gonna have to be a big girl and put your big girl panties on and deal with it," Knight shot sternly. Scotland shot him a look that could kill. If they weren't in public, she would've hauled off and slapped the shit out of him. You know what? She centered herself, I don't have to deal with this shit. Finish shopping by your damn self, I'ma be in the car. She stormed off, leaving him standing there. "'Excuse me, Knight? You have a visitor?' His secretary knocked on his door nervously. She was giving him eye signals that resembled a person being held up by gunpoint. "'Who is it?' Knight questioned. "'He says he's your brother. His name is Murda. his secretary said, afraid for their safety. "'Should I call security?' she whispered no knight chuckled it's okay send him in okay she backed out of the room seconds later Murda glided through knight's office door dressed like the ultimate thug he rocked a blue puffy goose down coat with fur around the hood a blue hooded sweatshirt a white tee gucci belt baggy denim jeans and tims. a diamond cartier watch gleamed from his wrists Murda's eyes were low. He was high as hell. The smell of marijuana followed him as he entered his brother's office. He never visited Knight at work. Bougie white people and Murder didn't mix. Omari, Knight stood up and buttoned his Tom Ford suit jacket. It's Murda, man, he corrected him. You know I'm not calling you that. Whatever, man, Murda declared. What brings you here? You ain't in any legal trouble, are you? You know that's the only time I see you. Knight stepped around his desk to greet him. Nah, I'm straight. I just came to see my brother. Is that such a crime? Murda gave him a one-arm hug. He hadn't seen Knight in over a year. Knight disapproved of his career choice. Murda got sick of him always trying to throw down his throat how smart he was and how he was throwing his life away. A regular nine-to-five would never suit him. It wasn't his thing. He would never be a suit and tie nigga. The streets were his boardroom. He was the CEO of the drug game in St. Louis. No other nigga could compete with his squad. He used to wish that his brother would accept his lifestyle, but the older and richer he became, the less murder gave a fuck what his brother thought. No, not at all, Knight hugged him back. Although he would never admit it, he missed his brother. When they were kids, he did everything in his power to protect him. Knight was the father Omari never had or knew. Knight took pride in taking care of him. He just didn't understand where he went wrong with him. Knight started to notice a change in Omari when he went to college. Without Knight there constantly on him, Omari went wild. Marta didn't understand why Knight was so surprised that he took up the dope game. He introduced his brother to the game. Yeah, he told Murder not to follow in his footsteps, but then he contradicted himself and took him on runs with him. Why would Murder work his way through school, old Sally Mae, be a slave and work his ass off for another man where he could make fast money on the streets? Selling dope in his eyes was the obvious choice. I'll admit, I'm surprised to see you, Knight sat on the edge of his desk. Last I heard, you didn't fuck with me. I don't, but I figured, let me go see what this nigga is up to. Murder strolled around Knight's office. As you can see, I'm doing good. What about you? You know I stay on top. Can't shit bring me down. Murder looked at an old family photo that hung from the wall. He was trying to gauge whether or not Knight knew about him in Scotland yet. Judging by his mannerism, he didn't know a thing, which was perfect for murder. He looked forward to being the one to make his brother's entire world come crumbling down. Knight always thought he was so much better than murder. He always tried to act like he had a better job, home, cars, and women than him. Murder couldn't wait to burst his bubble. While Knight thought he was over there doing it, little did he know his new chick was nothing more than community pussy. You know, mommy missed you on Thanksgiving. I went by to see her the next day, Murta sat across from him. This little division between us is really wearing on her. I know, Murta said mildly. That's why I'm here. I think it's time we squash this little beef of ours. That's the thing, though. I ain't got no beef with you, little brother. You the one that got a problem with me. Now, do I like the moves you make? No, but that's your life. I ain't got shit to do with that as long as it don't affect Mommy, Maya, Sierra, and Nicole. All I ever wanted was the best for you. I tried to help. But I don't need your help, dawg. Murder cut him off. Except for when you get in a jam. Night challenge. But you act like I ask you for help all the time. I ain't asked you to do nothing for me in years. You haven't? I'll give you that, Knight agreed. For mommy's sake, I really want to work this shit out with you. She ain't getting no younger, so we need to fix shit, murder reason. That's all I ever wanted, Knight dapped him up. He'd been praying for this moment for a long time. He missed having his little brother around. Now that he was about to be a father, he really wanted him around. Knight? Mr. Whitmore entered his office. Knight was surprised to see him. Mr. Whitmore barely ever visited his office. Yes, sir, Knight stood up. Wow, it smells like a weed dispensary in here. Mr. Whitmore band his nose with his hand. You two haven't been smoking in here, have you? No, sir, of course not, Knight replied nervously. Okay, good. How are you today, son? I'm good. Let me introduce you to my brother, Omari. Nice to meet you, young man, Mr. Whitmore tried to shake his hand. Murder didn't even bother to stand up. What up? He reached over his shoulder and gave him dap instead. Knight inhaled deep. His brother never missed an opportunity to embarrass him. Can we speak freely? Mr. Whitmore asked because his brother was there. "'Sure,' Nat gave the okay. "'I know that things between you and Lennon "'are quite strained right now, "'but for the sake of the company and my unborn grandchild, "'I would really appreciate it if you two could just "'set your differences to the side and work together. "'The company's Christmas party is approaching, "'and I really need the both of you there. "'A lot of our clients are going to be there, "'and we need our two best agents on the floor "'shaking hands and kissing babies.' Mr. Whitmore said with a laugh. Of course, I'll be there, Knight assured. And I mean no disrespect when I say this, but I think it's best for everyone if you leave. Mr. Whitmore's voice trailed off. He hoped Knight would catch the hint. I understand and I agree. Knight nodded his head at the suggestion that he leave Scotland at home. Bring your brother with you instead, Mr. Whitmore suggested. Y'all gonna have some brown liquor and chicken wings? Murder asked seriously. We should, Mr. Whitmore laughed. Bet. Murder nodded his head. Well, it was nice meeting you, Omari. I'll leave you two now to finish your conversation, Mr. Whitmore declared, leaving. Thanks for stopping by, Mr. Whitmore. Night, wave goodbye. Once Mr. Whitmore was gone, Murder turned to Knight and said, "'So, hold up. "'You and the bougie bitch ain't together no more?' "'Nah,' Knight ran the story down. "'So you really digging this Scotland chick, huh?' "'Murder played dumb. "'Yeah, that's my baby. "'I could see myself marrying this girl.' "'You saw yourself marrying the bougie bitch, too,' "'Murder countered. "'I know,' But it was always something off between me and Lennon. With me in Scotland, it's a sure thing. Little mama the truth. She been rocking with me hard from day one and the fact that she's still holding me down knowing I got a baby on the way, shows me that I can trust her. Trust her, huh? Murder massaged his chin. Remember what Chris Brown said? These hoes ain't loyal. Knight cracked up laughing. You silly dog. That's what's up though. Murder stood up. I'm happy for you, bro. And I'll most definitely swing through the party. You do that. Kiss me now so you won't run out of breath. John Legend, hold on longer. Chapter 23 Oh my God. Scotland closed her eyes and savored the flavors in her mouth. It was like an explosion of flavors was going off in her mouth. This white chicken chili is fucking delicious, she relished the taste. Christmas was right around the corner. It was a cold December Sunday. She and Knight had done nothing but lie around making love in front of the fireplace. Scotland sat in just her panties and bra on the living room floor, her back rested against the couch. Knight sat beside her. After working up a massive appetite, Night got up and fixed him a big pot of white chicken chili. Scotland had never had it before. Night was a beast in the kitchen. Every other night, he prepared a different cuisine. He knew how to cook a wide range of meals from southern to Chinese. Scotland hoped that he would finally take a leap of faith and start his own restaurant or food truck. The man could make a meal out of nothing. You like it for real? He asked, rubbing her thigh. Yes, I told you it's good as hell. You need to make this for us at least twice a month. I demand it. Scotland leaned over and kissed the side of his face. It seemed like ages ago since they shared a quiet, peaceful moment. They weren't arguing or thinking about all the bullshit going on in their life. For the first time in a long time, they allowed themselves to just be. The fireplace roared and crackled before them. Sirs love you played softly, creating a tranquil mood. Knight wished they could be like they were in that moment every day. He wouldn't have it any other way. All he wanted was to spend every day of his life loving her. He was placed on earth to love her and he knew it. Only God could create something so beautiful. Scotland was heaven sent. She was his best friend. Knight bit and kissed her shoulder scotland squealed in delight i love this he admitted me too she eyed him lovingly scotland placed her bowl down she took his bowl from out of his hand and straddled him she gazed deep into his eyes and wrapped her arms around his neck knight palmed her ass cheeks scotland never wanted to stop looking at his face The mere sight of his warm brown eyes and charming smile made her day. He was perfect in her eyes. If it was up to her, they'd never leave the house. When they were alone, the troubles from the outside world didn't matter. All that mattered was them and their undying love for one another. He was everything she wanted and more. The way he looked at her made her proud of what they had begun. This was what real love felt like. It was peaceful, quiet, and plentiful. Scotland would love him forever. With him, she was full. She would go to the edge of the earth and back just to prove her devotion to him. She couldn't hold it any longer. She had to tell him the truth. Tears welled in her eyes. She knew when she opened her mouth, the moment would be lost. It would all become a distant memory of what they could have been. Baby, what's wrong? Knight asked as a tear slipped from her eye. I just... She held him tight. Knight held her close as she cried. He placed his head in the crook of her neck. He knew what the problem was. Lennon being pregnant was really stressing her. Knight felt like shit. Seeing her cry killed him. Everything is gonna be okay. Lenin being pregnant is going to change anything between me and you. You're my baby. You're my big baby, he joked, massaging her back. Knight made her look at him. He cupped her face in his hands. He'd never seen her look so sad. Knight, I... Shh. It's okay. He wiped her tears away with his thumbs. I understand, but everything is going to be okay. We're going to be straight, all right? I ain't going nowhere, and neither are you. He gently pulled her face towards his. I love you. Knight sensually kissed her lips. Scotland wanted to speak, but all of her thoughts had suddenly become lost in translation. Knight's kisses enveloped her. She somehow had forgotten the English language. Knight had placed his dick inside her. All of the air in her lungs had escaped. His stroke game was driving her insane. Now wasn't the time to tell him. she found find the courage to another day. Lifetime Bring It was on while Scotland lay across the bed working on her book. She was only a few chapters away from being done. She was dying with anticipation to send the manuscript off to publishers. The book was filled with love, sex, and drama. She put her all into it. All she had to do was figure out a title and find a literary agent. She couldn't submit her manuscript to a major publishing company without one. Tons of ideas were swarming through her brain as she wrote in her notebook. She was at home alone and deep in thought. Knight was gone for the evening. He was out for a work meeting, which gave Scotland enough time to work in peace and quiet. Whenever he was around, she immediately became distracted. She often found herself wanting to live in his arms and love on him. they gotten things semi-back on track. She couldn't have been more pleased. Knight was never her enemy. He was her friend and the man she adored. Once they were all the way good, she would tell him about murder. She just needed more time before she confessed. She didn't want to rock the boat. They just barely got through the tidal wave of bullshit that had washed up from nowhere. With her feet kicked up in the air, she continued to work on her book. Suddenly, her phone started to ring. The ringtone alerted her that it was murder calling. Scott and life frozen, stiff with fear. She hadn't heard from him in weeks. She figured he'd finally gotten a hint and moved on. As the phone rang, she debated on whether or not to answer. Her mind was telling her to ignore him but her gut was screaming for her to pick up the call. Scotland reached over and swiped to the right. She placed the phone on speaker and said, hello. What, you answered the phone, murder teased. I can hang up if you like, Scotland shot back. Damn, what I do to you? What haven't you done to me? She responded dryly. What you doing? You miss me? Murder quiz. Working? And no. You sure about that? Barry. That's fucked up. You just hurt my feelings, he grinned, getting inside the car. Lies? Your feelings can't get hurt because you don't have none. So now you gonna tell me how I feel? I've obviously been calling you for a reason. Yeah, Why have you been calling me? Scotland died to know. She needed to know if he figured out that she was dating his brother. That's what I want to talk to you about. Come meet me for drinks. Scotland paused. Nothing about meeting murder for drinks was enticing to her. She was fine just where she was at. Nat would be home after a while and she wanted to be there when he arrived. I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? You got a new man or something? Murder played coy. Scotland let out a sigh of relief. He knew nothing, thank you God, she mouthed. As a matter of fact, I do. Well, if your man gon' get mad cause you having drinks with an old friend, then that's on him. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm just trying to rap with you about some shit that's been on my mind. I wouldn't be bothering you if it wasn't important. Scotland knew Myrtle like she knew the back of her hand. He wasn't the type of dude to sweat a chick. There had to be something wrong for him to be hitting her up so much. Although she was done fucking with him for good, she couldn't forget that he'd been there for her in her time of need. If he needed to talk, she could at least do that for him. She would meet up with him for a quick second and see what he had to say. Maybe she could even build up the courage to tell him about night and possibly get his blessing. That way it would be easier when she told him, I, where you want to meet? Are you still a girl? Good night.